All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Y'all doing great? Come on, give yourselves a round of applause this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Uh, we're in our sermon series called New Life. Y'all say New Life. New Life. And this is week four of New Life. And I'm excited about the message uh, for you guys today. Uh, man, it's going to be a great, great time in the presence of the Lord. But let's just go ahead and jump straight into prayer. We're going to pray and then we'll get started. Uh, just put your hands over your heart. And just say it out of your own mouth. Say, Lord, speak to me this morning. Speak clearly to me this morning. And I just thank you, Lord God, for this word today that it fall on good ground. I bind every distraction and hindrance of the enemy that would try to come in today. But speak clearly to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about this sermon series, New Life. And man, there's so many different facets uh, to new life that you experience. You know, when you're a newborn baby and you're a newborn baby's in the house, there's new life in the house. There's a lot of crying in the house. There's no sleep in the house. It's a lot of new life in the house and all those things that take place in uh, so this whole series is talking about our development and our relationship with God, that there's so many stages of different new life that we experience as we continue to, uh, to progress and develop in our relationship with God. Because we know the new life experience first begins at salvation. That is your first new life experience. It starts right there from salvation, but then it progresses and it continues. Amen. And so how many of you grew up watching Popeye, the cartoon. I'm not talking about Popeye's chicken. I'm talking about Popeye, Popeye the Sailor Man. Y'all know I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Y'all know what I'm talking about, all right? I used to love watching Popeye growing up. That was one of my favorite cartoons. And you know, Popeye had olive oil. She was real skinny with the little bun in the head. And then they had Bluto, his nemesis. Bluto was always trying to get olive oil and try to always try to do everything he could to steal her away. And every time Popeye was in a dilemma or Popeye was in a struggle or something like that, y'all know he always went to his go-to. What was his go-to? It was his spinach. Out of nowhere, you would think he was defeated. And then some kind of way, that can of spinach would pop out. It were, if it was on the boat and the boat was rocking, it would hit something and roll back to him, and he'd be able to squeeze that spinach out of the can into his mouth through his pipe. Some kind of way he would get the spinach down, and the, and the, uh, the spinach would give him strength and power. And not just strength and power, but supernatural human strength, that he would be able to do great things. And before he ate the spinach, he was just a regular person. But then when he ate that spinach, it gave him supernatural power. Well, you know, we have spinach in our lives as well. And when you begin your new life at salvation with God, that spinach we have is called the Holy Spirit. It gives us supernatural power, but not natural power, but spiritual power. And today I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit, but the title of the message is entitled, I Need the Power. Say, I Need the Power. And we all need the power. If you plan on living on planet Earth, guess what? You need the power. So that means if you're under the sound of my voice and you breathing and lungs, uh, breath is in your lungs, you need the power. I need the power. All of us 
need the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about today in week four of New Life. And you can follow along if you have our app. All the, mess- all the notes are there on the app as well. You can follow along. Uh, go back, listen to previous messages, all those things. They're there on the app. So I need the power. Say it one more time. I need the power. We all need the power. And today I want to give you three things that we need the power in order to obtain. There's three things that we need the power. And when I mention power, I'm talking about the power of what? The Holy Spirit. Y'all say the Holy Spirit. Power of the what? I need to know y'all with me. The power of the what? Power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And the first thing we need the power of the Holy Spirit is this. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to receive a proceeding word. To receive a proceeding word. I want to read this for you in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. And we're going to explain what the proceeding word is. Matthew 4, verse 4. It says, and I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, but he answered and said, it is written, Man should not live by bread alone. And this is when the enemy tried to tempt the devil in the wilderness. It says, it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. From every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I know we hear that verse all the time, but we never really take into consideration what that verse actually meant or what Jesus is actually saying. What Jesus is saying is this, is that at every moment of our life, especially if you live in the life of a believer, you need a proceeding word by the power of the Holy Spirit to know exactly what to do. There is not one time in your life where you don't need a proceeding word. I don't want to proceed forward in my life unless I have a word from God. Amen. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to clearly hear a proceeding word from God. And the proceeding word from God allows us to receive what God has for us. We can't receive what God has for us unless we receive that what? Proceeding word. Because God can speak an original word. And, you know, we get so caught up when God speaks a word to us. And I know I get excited when God speaks a word to me. And, you know, some people, they get a word from God, and then they hold on to that word for years. I remember in 1998, God was in the, the, the lobby of the hotel and God spoke a word to me. And you're still talking about that word from 1998. But what is God speaking now? What is God speaking now that's going to help fulfill what he spoke back then? And so many times we get caught up on the original word that we don't continue to pursue God for the preceding word to receive what he originally spoke. But the only way that you're going to receive that is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give you some practical examples of what I'm talking about. You know, God can speak a clear word to you originally. You hold on to that word so tightly, but because of our obedience, our disobedience, our faith, or our doubt, that original word that God spoke can change. It can change. And there's so many examples of scripture where that's the case. What about Israel, the children of Israel? God called them out of Egypt. And he said, what? I'm going to bring you into the promised land. Promised land. But because of their disobedience, 
and they're complaining, the original word that God spoke, it changed. And then it said, he said, you're not going to enter into it. Matter of fact, all of y'all going to die off and only the children are going to be able to enter. So what God originally spoke, it changed because of their what? Disobedience and their complaining. Another example of that, Hezekiah, the, a prophet came to Hezekiah, told him, get your affairs in order because you're about to die. And then Hezekiah cried out to the Lord. And because of his desperation and he cried out to the Lord, the word that God spoke that you're about to die, God came back to him and said, hey, I have seen your tears and heard your cries. And because of so, you will not die. And as a result, I will add 15 years to your life. So the original word God spoke there changed because of something that Hezekiah came with, which was desperation. What about Saul? God anointed Saul as king. And king was God's, I mean, Saul was God's king. He was God's man. But then Saul began to reject God. And God says, because you rejected me, I will reject you as king. And then he gave his kingdom to who? To David. So you see, there's so many examples that God could give you an original word, but if you don't, by the power of the Holy Spirit, ask God to give you a preceding word to see the original word fulfilled, it can shipwreck you. Because you can get so, I'm telling you, I know so many people get caught up on the word from God, but they never continue to develop. They never continue to pursue God. They never continue to 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 do the things necessary to receive that word come to pass, all they do is, I got a word from God, and they just sit on it. And they're just waiting for it to come to pass, but they never ask God, what is the preceding word? Man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, meaning that God, thank you for speaking that word now, but what are you speaking today that's going to help that word come to pass? I need the preceding word. What are you speaking to me now? Man, I love the the story of Abraham and Isaac. God came to Abraham and told him, he was like, look at the stars in the sky. Those are going to be your descendants. And pretty much Abraham was like, that's great and all, but what what good is all this inheritance if I don't even have a son? And then God said, okay, well, I'll give you a son. Isaac was born. But then Abraham was so proud. Oh, here is Isaac. I love Isaac. And then God says, oh, by the way, I want you to sacrifice Isaac to me. So what you, what you say, God? You want me to do what now? You spoke and said I was going to have a son. Now you're telling me that I have to sacrifice the son that you gave me. Yes, that's what I want you to do. Okay, God, I, okay, God I'll be obedient to you. And that's exactly what he did. And on the journey up the mountain, Isaac said, God, Father, where's the lamb? And he says, oh, the Lord will provide. He will provide. But he knew that Isaac was, <laughs> he was the offering. And as soon as he laid Isaac across that table, God spoke out to him and said, stop. Abraham, I see that you withhold nothing from me. And the sacrifice of Isaac, God says, I see that you're obedient to me. So the original word that God spoke to him, sacrifice your son, it changed from, no, don't sacrifice him. Stop. I see that you won't withhold anything from me. Now I'm really going to bless you. But what if Abraham would have said, no, God. I know what you originally spoke to me. You said, I'm going to sacrifice Isaac, so I'm about to sacrifice him right here on this altar because I heard your voice. I know that's what you spoke. And isn't that what we do? God can speak a word, and we get so gung-ho on that original word that God spoke that by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
the Holy Spirit could be saying something different, but we're so caught up on that previous word, we can't hear what God is saying right now. So God's word can change just like that based on our disobedience, our obedience, our faith, our doubt. It could change just like this. That's why you need the power of the Holy Spirit to receive a preceding word to make sure that you're still on course to receive the word that God originally spoke. You can't just sit back and say, God gave me a word. I've arrived. No, no. You have to continue to develop and pursue the Lord for the preceding word to receive what he originally spoke. Now, what if God spoke to me? I'm just going to use myself, for example. What if God spoke to me and said, Mario, I've called you to be a painter. I want you to be a painter. And I say, yes, Lord, I'm going to be a painter. But I I never learned anything about painting. I never learned the craft. I just said that God's going to make it happen because he I heard his voice. He said, I'm going to be a painter. Well, if I never continue to develop that gift of painting that God put in me, am I going to be a painter? No. Why? Because I stopped the process. I stopped proceeding to hear from God on what is my next direction to do, because all I'm doing is stuck on a word. And my encouragement to you today is don't. Yes, we all need words from God, but don't get stuck on the word. Oh, I, and some people get paralyzed in that. They hear a word and they can't move until that word is fulfilled. But are you continuing to pursue God to see that word uh, fulfilled, the preceding word? You know, there was a guy, this was years ago, there was a guy uh, in, in our youth group that uh, Tamara and I grew up in. We did the work of the ministry at a very high level. And it was, we cast out demons. We disciple people, we mentor people, we pray for people, we laid hands on the sick and they recovered. We were doing the work of the ministry. So naturally, people in that atmosphere and that environment felt like I'm called to ministry. And which is nothing wrong with that if God really spoke that to you. But there was this one guy, he said, God has called me to the ministry. And then over time, when it didn't happen in the way that he thought it should happen, he started making some decisions that were detrimental to not only himself, but to others. And one day, when all of it came to the light, he was, he was uh, called in by the leadership. He was confronted by it. And he, he, because of his decisions, he disqualified himself from, from leadership. So now he's no longer in leadership. But he, all he had in his mind was, I'm called by God to the ministry. And then when he was confronted about the decisions that we just made, you know what he said? Well, I did all this because y'all didn't recognize my preaching gift. Oh, so because you didn't pursue the Lord and develop the gift that he placed inside of you, you just decide I'm going to start making all these terrible decisions. And it's our fault because we didn't recognize your preaching gift. So you just just made a mess of your life because we didn't recognize your preaching gift. Does that make sense? Whose fault is that? That's his. And I'm not picking on him, but what I'm saying is this. You could get so caught up on a word that it could be a detriment to you because you're holding on to that word, but you never develop to see that word come to pass. Then there was another person. There was this girl that at the time she was dating a guy, and they were having a conversation one day. And she was telling him, man, I feel like the Lord has called me to the ministry. Same situation. And he was like, well, I I just don't see how that's happened because at the church, women don't preach. Women don't do the work of the ministry. And she was like, well, I don't really know what all that looks like. 
All I know is I'm just going to continue to pursue the Lord to see it all come to pass. And that's exactly what she did. She continued to develop her gift. She continued to pursue the Lord. And she continued to hear a preceding word from God. Remember, we talk about the preceding word by the power of the Holy Spirit. And guess what it did? It led her right into ministry. And not only that, she married the most handsome man in the world. And you say, well, how do I know? Because I married her. That was tomorrow. And I remember when she told me that story, and I had a similar experience. I knew God called me to the ministry. I, I felt it in my spirit. I didn't know what it looked like, but I didn't just stop and say, you know what? God called me to the ministry. I could just sit on easy street. No, I had to continue to pursue the Lord and develop what he placed inside of me to see that come to pass. So if God has spoke a word to you and you hadn't seen it come to pass yet, ask yourself, are you continuing to pursue the Lord to hear a preceding word to see that original word come to pass? Because chances are, if you aren't pursuing him, then what you're holding on to could be a detriment to you because you can't move forward because you're waiting on that word to be fulfilled. But God is saying, I'm waiting on you. So you need the power of the Holy Spirit to receive a preceding word. You need to let go of the old life, get a preceding word from God by the power of the Holy Spirit for your new life. Amen. Because when you just hold on to that old word, all you're doing is just fantasizing in your mind of what you think it should be. That's all you're doing. When you get that word, you just fantasize. Oh, it's going to be so great. I can see it now. But the thing is, God doesn't show you the full uh, scope of it. He just gives you a glimpse to say, now I'm showing you what I have for you. You need to continue to pursue me. But if you don't pursue him, you're just fantasizing in your mind what you think it should be. And when it doesn't happen out, you're just like that dude. Yeah, I didn't recognize my preaching gift. It's y'all's fault. No, no, no. Continue to pursue the Lord for a proceeding word. Amen. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit for a preceding word. The second thing we need the power of the Holy Spirit is for this, the power to hold tightly. Y'all say the power to hold tightly. Are y'all with me this morning? Are y'all with me this morning? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. And it says, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. I can read it, but I'll Okay, I'll read it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his word, to keep his promise. What does it first say at the beginning? Does it say, let go and let God? Does, does that what it say? It doesn't say let go and let God? But I thought we, it doesn't say let go and let God. No, it says let us hold what? Tightly, without what? Wavering to the hope we affirm. Let us hold tightly. You know, you know there are some things that sound good but actually are not good at all. And one of those things is I'm just going to let go and let God. No, no, no. That's not faith at all. It says that we are to hold tightly without wavering. And guess what? If you want to hold tightly to the, the, the hope that you have and to your faith, you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you because we're all going to face trouble. We're all going to walk through difficulties. So you need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you hold tightly without wavering. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. Don't just let go and let God. You need to hold tightly. Amen. 
when I'm believing God for something, you must hold tightly without wavering. Don't let go and let God. I have to continue to pursue the Lord for whatever it is that I'm believing him for, that preceding word. Now that I'm following the Lord for a preceding word, now I have to hold tightly to my faith until I see it come to pass. And you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you hold tightly to your faith to see that word come to pass. Now, you know, I'm in a, in a, in a health battle right now, and I 100% believe that my body is healed from cancer. I know without a shadow of a doubt, cancer is defeated, that I'm not, I'm not afraid, I don't feel, I'm not afraid to die because I, don't, I know that I'm healed. But what if in the midst of my, my waiting for, uh, trusting God and seeing it come to complete fruition, I just say, you know what, I'm just going to let go and let God. Because it's already taken care of, because he's going to do what he's going to do anyway. And I stopped building my faith, and I stopped pursuing the Lord. Well, eventually, at some point, if I'm not continuing to build my faith, my faith is going to start to waver. My faith is going to start saying, well, how long, Lord? We talked about that last week. How long? When is it going to happen? I trusted you, and it hadn't come to pass yet. That's why you have to hold tightly by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't just let go. That's not faith. When people say let go and let God, what they're saying is I'm tired of fighting, so I'm just going to let go and let God because he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. That, that, that's not faith at all. Now, if I'm going to let go and let, let go of something, I'm going to let go of doubt. I'm going to let go of fear. I'm going to let go of insecurity. I'm going to let go of worry. I'm going to let go of those things, but I'm not going to let go of my faith. I'm not going to let, let go of my hope. I'm going to hold tightly to my faith without wavering. And you need the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, it says, fight the good fight, fight for the true faith. Again, this word, hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before so many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith, of true faith, hold tightly to eternal life to which God has called you. Again, you have to hold tightly, y'all. You can't just, this is not something that you just let go. No, no, you have to hold tightly, and you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to receive that. Amen. Hold tightly to your faith. Fighting the good fight of faith will require you to hold tightly, but you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to hold tightly. Amen. Don't just stop while some let go and let God. No, I'm going to hold tightly. I'm not, I'm not letting go. I'm holding tightly by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So the first thing, I need the power to receive a preceding word. The second thing is I need the power of the Holy Spirit to hold tightly. Third thing is I need the power of the Holy Spirit not just to go through it, but to overcome it. Not just to go through it, but to overcome it. You know, there's certain things you could go through it, but not overcome it. And if I'm going to have to go through something, guess what? I'm not just going to go through it. I'm going to overcome it. But I need the power of the Holy Spirit in order to do that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 11, it says, We are pressed down on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are pressed down on every side of, by troubles, but we are not That sounds like you're going to need the Holy Spirit to, be help, to help you do that. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. Verse 9, we are hunted down, 
but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. It says through suffering, our bodies will continue to share in the death of Jesus. So that means if my body is going to continue through suffering, I'm going to need some power of the Holy Spirit to get through this suffering, right? Verse 10. I'm sorry, verse 11. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life, Jesus, the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. Now, I, we, go, we just read that verse. There's a lot that you're going to walk through in life. Don't just walk through it. Overcome it. But you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. Why in the world would we know trouble and suffering is coming? You know it's coming. You know difficulties are coming. Why just take it and not overcome it? That's miserable. That's like a person that says, I'm going to live my whole life here on earth in turmoil and suffering, never receive Jesus just to die and go spend eternity in hell. You never really lived at all. You just went from suffering to even worse suffering for all of eternity. But worse is believers that go through things and say, I'm just going to walk through it because it's so hard. It's so difficult. And you walk through stuff, but you still have the residue of what you walk through still on you. You walk through it. You walk through uh, devastation. You walk through tragedy. You walk through trauma. And you walk through it in, in the middle of it. And now that it's over, you still have the same thing that you experienced while you walk through it. And you're like, well, did you really overcome it? No, you didn't overcome it at all. Because what you went through, you're still holding on to. And you can't get free from But you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you not just go through it, but to overcome it. Amen. You know, it's easy to go through things and not overcome them. Because we go through things every single day. But just because you go through it doesn't mean that you're you're going to overcome it. I'm not going to walk through things and allow the enemy to steal my joy. I'm not going to allow the enemy to, to allow me to walk through things and then come out still discouraged, still defeated, still all busted up. No, if I'm going to walk through it, I'm going to hold tightly to my faith. I'm going to receive a preceding word from the Lord, and I'm going to overcome, and I'm going to receive the victory, the full reward for what God has for me, because I'm not just going to walk through this thing. Baby, I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome. And there has to be an overcoming spirit on the inside of you, that when difficulty comes, your, your soul may say, oh, woe is me. But my spirit man is going to rise up and say, I'm going to overcome this. I will overcome this. First John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, for every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our what? Through our faith. You have to continue to build your faith. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how little or how much you've walked through. You have to continue to build your faith because it's through your faith that you receive the victory. How do you just not walk through things but overcome? It's by faith. Because our natural mind and our natural eyes only see what we see. And our soul only experiences what we experience. Our soul is made up of our mind, will, and emotions. Is what do you think about the situation? 
is what do you feel about the situation? What do you, what do you see in the situation? And we make so many decisions based on our soul and not in our spirit and by faith. When you walk through things, you walk, most of us, we walk through things based upon what our soul tells us, not what our spirit says. And next week, we're going to talk about more about soul and spirit next week. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we have to say, I'm going to, by the, by, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to allow my spirit man, and I'm going to allow my faith to help me not just walk through this thing, but to overcome it. So whatever it is that you face, you have to say, by faith, I'm going to overcome what I'm walking through. So if you're walking through difficulty and and sickness, you can't just say, oh, I'm just waiting till it all comes to pass. No, by faith, I receive my healing. If you've been waiting on the uh, salvation of a, of, a, of a loved one or a family member or someone like that, you can't just say, well, if it's, if it's God's will, they'll be saved. No, no, no. By faith, I already know it is God's will. So my faith says they will be saved. And I will not just walk through this. They will not just walk through this. They're going to overcome. And what they overcome is going to be their testimony to help others overcome as well. But you have to see that through eyes of faith, not through Oh, I'm just walking through a difficult time. Because people love to tell you they're walking through a difficult time. That, that's not hard at all. How you doing? Well, I'm not doing well. You know, I've just been going through a lot lately. It's just been a lot on my mind. It's just, the, I know they said the Lord won't give you more than you can handle, but I just feel like I can't handle all this right here. Well, that just sounds like you're going through it and that you don't have an overcoming spirit on the inside of you. That sounds like you need to build up your spirit, man. That sounds like you need to build up your faith to say, I'm walking through this, but I'm going to overcome this. If you've been battling fear for a long time, stop just going through fear and overcome fear. If you have doubt and insecurity, don't just say, well, this is just who I am. No, it's not. Overcome that. Whatever it is that you're walking through, don't just walk through it. What do you have to do? Overcome it. And that starts by building your faith, that we receive, we achieve this victory through our faith. You have to continue to build your faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what do we need? We all need the power. We all need the power of the Holy Spirit. And not just for these three things, but for so every area of our life, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit to receive a preceding word. God, I'm thankful for what you spoke back then, but what are you speaking now? I need a preceding word to know what do I need to do now, Lord, to see that word that you spoke in the past come to fruition. I need the power of the Holy Spirit to hold tightly to my faith because I know that at times it gets difficult and it gets hard, but I don't want to waver. I don't want to shrink back in my faith, but I need the power of the Holy Spirit to help me to hold tight to my faith, to my hope, to my promise in you that all things work out for my good. But I need to hold on tightly to that in order to receive, see it come to pass. And I also need the power of the Holy Spirit not to just walk through it, but to overcome. Amen. 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 Y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. We need the power. We all need the power. And I just want to encourage you this morning. You need to pursue the Holy Spirit with all your heart. Because the Holy Spirit is there to lead you, 
and to guide you, to comfort you, to give you joy, to give you peace, to give you direction, to give you everything you need. All you have to do is to continue to pursue the Holy Spirit and pursue and build up your inner man or your spirit man. Amen? Amen. I'm asking everyone just to bow their head and close your eyes. And After every message, it's always important to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you speaking to me? So in these few moments while it's quiet, just ask the Lord, Lord, what are you speaking to me? Just ask him, what are you speaking to me, Lord, through this message? Lord, I thank you for your word. Your word brings life. Your word brings truth. It brings conviction to areas in our life that we have fallen short. But I thank you, Lord God, that there's mercy, that your mercies are new each and every day. And we receive those mercies today, Lord God. But I pray that today that all of us, Lord God, would pursue the power of the Holy Spirit in every area of our life this morning, that today is just the spark, that today is just the igniting of a holy flame on the inside of us that says, Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I will continue to cultivate a relationship with you because I desperately need you in my life. I need you to hear a word from God. I need you to hold tightly to my faith, and I need you to overcome. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that you speak into each and every heart today. I thank you that you move in on our behalf, that you turn in situations around as we're obedient to the word that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. And I thank you that you're giving us the strength to overcome. Lord, I thank you for an overcoming spirit. I bind a defeated spirit right now. I bind a discouraged uh, spirit right now. But I thank you that an overcoming, conquering spirit, a spirit of victory is arising on the inside of each and every person under the sound of my voice this morning. I thank you right now for a conquering spirit, an overcoming spirit. If you need a conquering spirit, an overcoming spirit, just lift your hands to the Lord and just say, Lord, give me an overcoming spirit. Give me a spirit of victory. I thank you, Lord God, that we're not a defeated people. Lord, I thank you right now that we're an overcoming people, that you called us to overcome, that you called us, Lord God, to conquer and to take territory. And I rebuke every lie of the enemy that will try to hinder and distract from what you have for us. I thank you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that we won't just walk through difficulties, that we will overcome. And in the process of overcoming, Lord God, that you would use us to encourage others, Lord God, that they can overcome as well. Because what you did in our lives, you could do it for them. And I thank you for the strength of the Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of us, that we tap into that spirit, that we become stronger and stronger, not by our own strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for it this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. And you can bow your head and close your eyes one more time. I want to give one final invitation. And that's for anyone that's away from the Lord, but you want to come into right relationship with him this morning. If you're away from the Lord, you know that the Lord is dealing with your heart. 
you know it if he's calling you back to him. So I want to give you an opportunity to be made right with God this morning. If you're watching online, maybe the Lord, you've been drifting away from the Lord and been disconnected and discouraged, or maybe you've just been uh, just discouraged from a word that the Lord spoke that hadn't come to pass yet. And this morning you realize, hey, I hadn't continued to pursue the Lord for a preceding word, and I need to come back to him. So if that's you this morning under the sound of my voice, I just want you in just a second, I want you to lift your hand just to acknowledge, Lord, I want to come back to you. I want to come into right relationship with you. If that's you this morning, you want to come in right relationship with the Lord, just lift your hands and I want to pray for you. Amen. I see your hands. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask everyone just to place their hand over their heart and just to repeat this after me. Say, Holy Spirit, thank you for this moment. Thank you for your presence, that I can come into your presence and surrender my life to you afresh. I lay down my life, I pick up my cross, and I will carry it daily to pursue you. I thank you for the forgiveness of my sin this morning and for your blood that washes me clean. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit that lives on the inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. And if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. That is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. And if you're watching online and you made that decision, let us know. Uh, comment in the comment section, or you can uh, email us at info at newlifemobile.org. We love to reach out to you and hear what the Lord did in your heart in this moment. And if you're in the room and the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, I made a decision. You can fill that out, drop it in the offering bucket on the way out, and we'd love to connect with you as well. Come on, let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow the Lord. Amen. And we're going to disconnect with you guys online in just a few moments, but I want to give you a few announcements before we do. Uh, we have Life Group this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Come join us right here at the church, 6.30. We're going to share a meal together. Then we're going to break off into our groups. We have men's groups, ladies' group, young adult groups. We even have kids' groups. So come join us this Wednesday, 6.30 for Life Group, share a meal. We're going to break off to groups. We're going to have a great, great time. Also on September 23rd from 10.30 to 12.30 p.m., we have an in-house serve day. So if you'd love to be a part of that, you can email us at info at newlife. Uh, mobile as well. I'm sorry, newlifemobile.org. Email us, let us know you want to be a part of that. We could give you more information, or you could go to our website as well or on the app, and we have information for you. And if you're prepared to give online, we want to uh, pray for you as you are prepared to give. There's a couple ways you could do that. You could go to our website at newlifemobile.org, or you could download our app and you could give that way. And we're going to bless the tithe. For the month of September, this is the first Sunday in the month of September. So we go bless the tithe for September. Then you guys online are dismissed. Lord, I thank you for those that are prepared to give. I thank you that you blessed them. Lord God, let this be the greatest month financially that they ever had. I bind the devourer, the thief that would try to come in and steal their finances, Lord God. But I pray that you're the God of more than enough that they would have more than enough, that they would have more money than month at the end of the month of September. Bless them, increase them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love to see you this Wednesday for Life Group at 630. Y'all have a great, great Sunday. Amen.
Hallelujah. Are y'all excited today? Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to pray. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you guys. And then you guys, if you're prepared to give, you could come down and you can give as well. Lord, I thank you again, Lord God, for your people. I thank you, Lord God, Lord, for each and every person here, Lord God. I thank you for the generosity of this house. I thank you, Lord God, 